Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. As always, I'm so happy to be here with you on this special day, or I guess every day is special. But I'm actually recording this in advance of this year's Super Bowl, or I guess I guess you're supposed to call it the big game or pay money. So this year's big game. And I have two pressing things on my heart. And so prayerfully, we will get to both of them. But those of you who have been with the podcast for any length of time, you know that sometimes I get long-winded and we don't get to both things. We only get to one. So let's get started. I wrote down something at church today. And I love writing down podcast ideas. I'm looking at my notes in front of me. And I wrote down a podcast idea on Friday. And I did that. I recorded that. That'll be a Word Wednesday that you can tune into in a couple of days. And I also wrote down a TikTok idea. But I decided that I'm going to make that TikTok idea part of this podcast. And here's what I wrote down today. Life in Christ is not, the word not in all caps, a competition. Let me say that again. Life in Christ is not a competition. So if you are running around here looking at what someone else is doing in Christ and making a decision that what you're doing in Christ is not enough, may I encourage you to stop doing that. What you do in Christ is what God has called you to do. And if what you're doing in Christ is not what God called you to do, may I encourage you to stop doing that? Because now you are in disobedience. Well, what is disobedience? Disobedience is missing the mark. It's not doing what God called you to do. In a three-letter word, it is sin. And so anytime you're sinning, you open yourself up to the wages of sin. Well, what's the wages of sin? Death. And so I know that that's a long walk to to make the point that it is important for you to not compare yourself with your brothers and sisters in Christ, not to compete with your brothers and sisters in Christ, but rather focus on what God has called you to do. So what brought this about? This morning at the, I go to actually two churches and I'm on loan at one of the churches as the youth pastor. And it's a very close friend of mine, so it's not a problem, I enjoy it. But I go to my home church for youth Bible study on Sunday morning And then every other Sunday, so the first, third, and fifth Sunday, I attend service at my home church. And then the second and fourth Sunday, I attend church where I'm on loan as the interim youth pastor. And so it works. uh, And I've I've actually grown in this season of life. Some people might think that that's crazy, but I really have. I've I've seen myself growing and, and 
changing and making some, God is pruning some things away. So I appreciate that. But this morning, we were in Genesis chapter 4. And we were talking about Cain and Abel. And those of you who are familiar with this story in the Bible, you know that Cain and Abel both made offerings. But watch how it's written. Uh, well, let me just start at verse 1 and I'll go to really verse 5. It says, Adam made love to his wife Eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now, Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. I, I need to pause right there because I need you to grab this. Cain, correction, Abel kept flocks. That's what he did. And Cain worked the soil. That's what he did. All right. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. So I want you to notice something. Cain brought some fruit. Abel brought fat portions from the firstborn of his flock. God is always interested in our first fruits, our best. We don't, we don't offer God whatever is left over. And as we read about the two offerings, we can get the picture that Cain made an offering of what he had and Abel made an offering of the best he had, his first. And Cain's face, Cain was angry and his face was downcast. Why was his face downcast? Well, as we read, we can understand that Cain is upset but he's not, it doesn't come across that he's upset with himself. Then the Lord said to Cain, I'm at verse six, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Watch this. Now, Cain said to his brother, so, so, so Cain, we don't see a, di a dialogue with God in that moment. So we don't, we don't know, we don't have something to hold on to from the Cain perspective. Watch this, verse eight. Now, Cain said to his brother, Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Let me go back to what I said at the beginning. Life in Christ 
is not, all caps, a competition. As we look at just these eight verses of chapter four, we can see that Cain was comparing his life with Abel. And when Abel got favor from the Lord, it upset Cain. And as a result, he kills his brother. Why does he kill his brother? Because his brother had favor with God. Cain clearly wanted that favor with God, but he didn't know how to go about doing it. Instead of when God was speaking to him and God told him what to do, instead of heeding that, he allowed that sin, which was crouching at his door, he allowed that sin to overtake him. Here's something I want you to get, and I pray that you will get it. God is not keeping score. God is not saying, okay, this person gave me three great offerings or did three great things in my name or whatever expression you want to put there. But this person over here, I can't get him to do one. That isn't how God works. Let me take you into Matthew chapter 25, and I'm going to read something called the parable of the bags of gold. Some Bibles call it the parable of talents. Here's what it says, starting at verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Well, before I go any further, I need to explain what the it in that statement. If we don't know what the it is, then we're in trouble. Well, the it is the kingdom of heaven. We see in the beginning of chapter 25, verse 1, Jesus says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like. And then it's the parable of the 10 virgins. And he explains that. Then in verse 14, He's continuing the thought, explaining what the kingdom of heaven will be like. And so he says it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Watch this. Verse 15. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. And to another, one bag. I want you to get this. Each according to his ability. So why does he give five bags of gold to that guy? Because that guy had five bags of gold ability. And he gave two bags of gold to another person. Why? Because that person had two bags of gold ability. And he gave one bag of gold to another person. Why? Because that person had one bag of gold ability. And we know this because he gave each according to his ability. Bible goes on to say, then he went on his journey. The man who had received, I'm going to paraphrase this. The one who got five bags went and got five more. He, He did what he needed to do and he got five more. The one who got two bags did what he needed to do and he got two more. But the one who got one bag actually didn't do anything with his bag other than He dug it a hole and hid it 
in the ground. Well, after some time, the master comes back and here he is in verse, here we are in verse 19. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came, also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. Verse 23, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now I have to let you in on a little secret. As I read verse 23, I skipped up to verse 21 and I read one sentence from verse 23 and one sentence from verse 21 and then a sentence from verse 23 and a sentence from verse 21. Why? I did that because notice that the master said word for word the exact same thing to both the person who had five bags of gold and got five more and the person who got two bags of gold and got two more. What Jesus is teaching us here is God's not keeping score. If you have five bags of gold talent, God is expecting you to do five bags of gold stuff. And when you do, he's going to honor you. Well done, good and faithful servant. If you have two bags of gold talent, then God's going to give you two bags of gold and expect you to do two bags of gold work. And when you do that, God is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Same thing. He's not keeping score and comparing you with another person. So what happens to the person with one bag of gold? Well, he goes and he says, you were a hard man and I was afraid. And so I did nothing with the town, I, uh, the bag of gold. I dug it up, I put it in the ground and he pulls it out of the ground. He says, here's your one bag of gold. Watch the words that the master says. I'm down at verse 26. Listen to these words. You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Then he says to give the talent to the one with five bags. And he says, uh, let me scroll, scroll down. He has a little something with the five bags. And then he says in verse 30, and throw that worthless, worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You see, when you don't act in what God has given you, he's not comparing you 
to the other people. He's, I'm going to put air quotes up, he's comparing you to your ability. He knows your ability. He created you. This parable is a parable that Jesus is giving. He's saying the kingdom of heaven is like. So it is important for us not to get caught up comparing ourselves and competing with other people. So I have a podcast. It is a Christian podcast. I could easily get into comparing this podcast with other podcasts. And I could easily, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Thank you for listening. But I don't have hundreds of listeners. I have listeners, but I don't have hundreds of listeners, but I have faithful listeners. And so I'm talking to you, faithful listener. Thank you. I appreciate you listening to what God has put on my heart. I pray that you would share. I would love to hear from you. But I've gotten to a place where I do this podcast because I love sharing and I believe God has called me to do it. And that's it. And I don't try to compare myself to other podcasters. If I did, I would lose my mind. And so I'm saying to you, don't worry about what talent level you have, what amount of gold, bags of gold, whatever you want to call it. Don't compare what God has called you to do with what God has called someone else to do. The problem I believe, and I've said this before in other platforms, the problem I believe the person with one bag of gold, the problem they had was this. They were thinking that God was expecting them to do five bags of gold stuff. And they lost their focus in realizing that no, God wanted them to do one bag of gold stuff. The master gave what he gave according to their ability. And so I say to you, what has God called you to do? Go do that. Don't compare yourself. God's not keeping score. He's saying, I gave you this. Did you do it? Yes. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come in and share in your master's rest. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Uh, come and share your master's happiness. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I was trying to go off the dome and, and I didn't do a good job. Well, if you paying attention to the time, you realize that we only got to one thing. And I do want to get to the other one. So it will either be a TikTok or maybe next Monday's podcast. Well, I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to get us out of here. So I have so many people that I've been praying for, and my heart is just aching for them. And actually had a couple of people pass away in the last week. And so I'm going to be praying for those families who are mourning their loved ones, as well as praying for those people who are seeking to get their loved ones back. Father, we love you, and we don't always show it well. Thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Father, we lift up those families who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. We know that you are in control, 
and that although we don't always understand why people have to go when they go, we can understand that you are in control and that you only allow things to happen that you are willing to allow to happen. That things don't just happen because you are sovereign and you are in control. So we pray for peace for those who are mourning. We pray, pray that, that they will just feel your comfort, Lord God. Father, we pray for those who are seeking and searching family members, family members who may be lost, who may be struggling with, with things. We're just praying for those families as well. And Lord God, we continue to pray for this ministry, this organization, Agape Leaders. Father, will you do what you would have and give me the courage to continue to step out in faith. Thank you so much for those who have come alongside uh, that have been willing to help. I'm praying specifically for my wife, Sunny, who does so much for this organization. I'm praying for Jessica Maldonado, who does so much for this organization, Lord God. I'm praying for my brother, who is an advisor to me in this organization, Lord God. And I'm praying for David Melville, who I go to recently, and he has really been a great help in how you've used him, Lord God, to help me get centered, get focused, and to, to share this gospel with intentionality. So thank you so much for those four people who you have placed strategically, Lord God, as only you could do in my life and in this, the life of this ministry. Thank you very much. As always, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Praise God. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.